the twenty-first day of the month. I do not understand my own actions, for I do not do what I want, but I do the very thing I hate. Romans 7, verse 15. Teach me your way, O Lord, that I may walk in your truth, and give me an undivided heart to revere your name. Psalm 86, verse 11. The sixth beatitude, happy the pure in heart, they shall see God. The 19th century lay theologian Soren Kierkegaard wrote that purity of heart is to will one thing, one thing, not two, between which we must then choose, but how to achieve such unity of purpose. How often have you said about some spiritual challenge, on the one hand, I want to go in this direction, but on the other hand, I am drawn to the opposite way. Even Paul the Apostle confessed that too often he wanted to do one thing, yet did another. Ultimately, Paul resolved his conflict by seeing that in his own power, he could not be always of one mind. Only Christ could deliver him from his spiritual confusion. Could it be that this beatitude is not saying that first we must have purity of desire, and as a reward we will see God? Could it be instead that when we pray to be delivered from a double mind, we see God in ways that only God can know? How appropriate to keep offering the petition of the psalmist quoted above, to seek an undivided heart. Opening Prayer Majestic God, glowing in a splendor I cannot bear to see, show me as much of yourself as I have eyes to behold. For the rest, let me simply entrust myself to your goodness. Remove from me selfish motives, that those evil intentions that I have mingled with holy desires create in me a clean heart, O God and put a new and right spirit within me. For you only can do this, through Jesus Christ, who in Gethsemane faced down the demons that divide us. Amen. Psalm 86, verses 8 through 15. There's no one quite like you among the gods, O Lord, and nothing to compare with your works. All the nations you made are on their way, ready to give honor to you, O Lord, ready to put your beauty on display, parading your greatness and the great things you do. God, you're the one. There's no one but you. Train me, God, to walk straight. Then I'll follow your true path. Put me together one heart and mind. Then, undivided, I'll worship in joyful fear. From the bottom of my heart, I thank you, dear Lord. I've never kept secret what you're up to. You've always been great toward me. What love! You snatched me from the brink of disaster. God, these bullies have reared their head. A gang of thugs is after me, and they don't care a thing about you. But you, O oh God, are both tender and kind, not easily angered, immense in love, and you never, never quit. Acts chapter 1, verses 1 through 11. The first account I compose, Theophilus, about all that Jesus began to do and teach, until the day when he was taken up to heaven, after he had, by the Holy Spirit, given orders to the apostles whom he had chosen. To these he also presented himself alive after his suffering, by many convincing proofs, appearing to them over a period of forty days, and speaking of the things concerning the kingdom of God. Gathering them together, he commanded them not to leave Jerusalem, but to wait for what the Father had promised, which, he said, you heard of from me. For John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. 
So when they had come together, they were asking him, saying, Lord, is it at this time you are restoring the kingdom to Israel? He said to them, It is not for you to know the times or epochs which the Father has fixed by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria, even to the remotest parts of the earth. And when he had said these things, he was lifted up while they were looking on, and a cloud received him out of their sight. And as they were gazing intently into the sky while he was going, behold, two men in white clothing stood beside him. They also said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking into the sky? This Jesus who has been taken up from you into heaven will come in just the same way as you have watched him go into heaven. Ephesians chapter 1 verses 15 through 23. For this reason, I too have heard of the faith in the Lord Jesus, which exists among you and your love for all the saints. Do not cease giving thanks for you while making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you a spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of him. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened so that you will know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, And what is the surpassing greatness of his power toward us who believe? These are in accordance with the working of the strength of his might, which he brought about in Christ, when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And he put all things in subjection under his feet, and gave him as a head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills it all in all. From the Gospel of Luke, chapter 24, verses 44 through 53. Now he said to them, These are my words which I spoke to you while I was still with you, that all things which are written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures, and he said to them, Thus it is written, that the Christ would suffer and rise again from the third day, and that repentance for forgiveness of sins would be proclaimed in his name to all the nations, beginning from Jerusalem. You are my witnesses of these things, and behold, I am sending forth the promise of my Father upon you, but you are to stay in the city until you are clothed with power from on high. And he led them out as far as Bethany, and he lifted up his hands and blessed them. While he was blessing them, he parted from them and was carried up into heaven. After And they, after worshiping him, returned to Jerusalem with great joy and were continually in the temple praising God. These are the readings of the words of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Prayer for Sunday God of great deeds, on the first day of the week you wondrously called forth light out of darkness. On the first day of the week you graciously raised Jesus from the dead. On the first day of the week you powerfully formed the church through the gift of your Holy Spirit. By this triple witness you testify to us concerning your covenant love. Grant that all who worship you this day may do so in spirit and in truth, and present to you a living sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving through Christ our Savior. Amen. A prayer for the Sunday after the Ascension from the Book of Common Prayer. O God, the King of glory, you have exalted your only Son, Jesus Christ, with great triumph to your kingdom in heaven. 
do not leave us comfortless, but send us your Holy Spirit to strengthen us and exalt us to that place where our Savior Christ has gone before, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God in glory everlasting. Amen. The following is a litany prayer by Charles Yegorian for Heritage Sunday from the United Methodist Discipleship. Almighty God, you have raised up servants to proclaim the gift of redemption and a life of holiness for our spiritual forebears, Susanna, John, and Charles Wesley, Barbara Heck, Jacob Albright, Philip William Otterbein, and Martin Bohm, inspired by your spirit, we give thanks. In their ministry through their difficulties and in spite of their weaknesses, you were their hope and their salvation. You led them and their followers to create the heritage that is ours. We praise you for the women and men, young and old, who followed them, who gave themselves unselfishly for the welfare of the church, whose commitment and vision encouraged and supported the church. Their talent, enthusiasm, idealism, and dedication infused the church with energy. Their outstanding gifts and witness shaped our thought and life. We praise you for these countless members of your church, whose names we now remember. And we give you thanks for the place of our rich tradition among the churches which comprise the body of Christ. With all your people throughout creation, give us a new vision, new love, new wisdom, and fresh understanding, that we may serve you more fully, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The Nicene Creed We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father, through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation he came down from heaven, was incarnate of the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and became truly human. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate, he suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended to heaven and is seated to the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in the one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Receive this benediction for Easter from the United Methodist Book of Worship. We are sent forth in the power of Christ's resurrection. Alleluia. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen.